My name is David Edgel, and we're here again in Pate Chapel at Thomas Road Baptist Church with Matt Wilkins talking about leadership and the role of leadership as a pastor. Matt Wilkins is a pastor, evangelist, has opportunity to be in hundreds of churches each year, working with pastors, encouraging uh, believers around the United States. And he's with us again for this course topic of leadership, talking about how the pastor can influence those around him. Now, Matt, let's talk about this for a minute. Leadership is something that is a hot topic oh, in yes. this day and time. A lot yes, of different yes. aspects of leadership. The pastor is leading his family. He's leading his congregation. But where does leadership begin? Leadership begins with me. And leadership begins with you. It begins with self. Um, you cannot lead people where you're not. So true. So, so it starts with me. It starts with me as an individual. I have got to get alone and let God lead me first. That, that's, that's the very first foundational point. Agreed. So th that's what I would say. I would say that leadership starts with me. Then I have to lead my family. Uh, I cannot lead a church. I cannot lead other people if I'm not leading me and I'm not leading my family. And so transparency, authenticity, and then I can faithfully shepherd, lead the flock of God. You're seeing a lot of discussion today, and I think it's coming into the church, of a, more of a CEO model of leadership. Okay. Uh, it really kind of sees leadership as, as taking a group of people and leading them to accomplish a okay. mission. But sometimes in that, leaders want, tend to lead more from position sometimes, mm -hmm. and oftentimes people can be led to do something and be led in a way to do something that can be selfish for right. the person who's leading them. Talk about what's wrong, what are some, some cautions of the CEO model of leadership as it's coming into Christianity and into the church? Well, I would have to ask, honestly, I've, I've thought about this a lot. Um, I would have to ask this question, who is my model? Is Steve Jobs my model? Is, uh, you know, good to great my model? Or is the Word of God my model? And the truth is, the Word of God is my model. And take it that even a step further, the author of the Word of God, Jesus, is my model. And so, therefore, I have to ask another question. Is Jesus, was Jesus a CEO? And the answer to that question is an obvious no. He had every right to be a CEO, yet the Word of God is clear, Philippians chapter 2, that he came to this earth, robed himself in flesh, dwelt among us, and humbled himself. And it goes a step farther. It doesn't just say he humbled himself. He humbled himself to the form of a doulos, a slave. And even then, more so, take it in, he, the Word of God, is, I love the Word of God because it's so clear. It says, and he humbled himself not just to a due loss of form of slave, but he humbled himself even to death on a tree, a cross. So Jesus is my model. And therefore, Jesus had every right to be a CEO, but he acted in humility. He, he acted as a slave. He gave freely. And so my model, therefore, is not to be a CEO model. I can, yeah, a CEO model, I can, out of my position, I can say, I require this. You have to do this because of who I am. 
But don't we need to earn the right to be heard? Uh, you know, I am to, Jesus is my model. You cannot, we could sit here for the next 15, 20, 30 minutes and constantly over and over and over reiterate the fact that Jesus is our model. And so mine is to be one of humility, one of servanthood, uh, one of giving of myself to him first, to my family next, and then to that congregation. That that has to be the model. I, I can get people to do what I want them to do, and a lot of people will do what you want them to do out of fear for their job. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're going to have a CEO model, but but that is not the issue. Uh, I want to be like Jesus. I, I want to model Jesus. What's your theology, Matt? Jesus. Who, who do you want to be like, Matt? Jesus. Who do you want to teach like, Matt? Jesus. What a great example. And so I think that that is where we need to start is, is with Jesus. Well, and it's spiritual leadership. It's just understanding Absolutely. the role of spiritual leadership, of the word and prayer and, and the things that spiritual leadership brings to ministry. Address that for Absolutely. a uh, Well, th that is the, the, the issue as well is, you know, here we, if Jesus is my model, then I'm going to have to understand that the foundational point where I get my information is the Word of God. It doesn't mean that external books are a bad thing. You're reading some wonderful books here in this class. Uh, if I could add one, uh, it would be Sticky Teams by Osborne. The other one would be Spiritual Leadership by J. Oswald Sanders. Classic work mm -hmm. on leadership. Disciplines of a Godly Man by R. Kent Hughes. Another great work. But what I found is that far too often we run to those type of resources for information and guidance rather than running to the Word of God for guidance. Mm -hmm. And that is where we, we need to fill our tanks with the Word of God. If any of us lack wisdom, James says, and James has been called the Proverbs of the New Testament, mm -hmm. um, if any of us lacks wisdom, let us ask of God and He won't hold it back. He'll give it freely to us. God gave us an entire book in the Old Testament that is dedicated, the entire section in the Old Testament dedicated to wisdom. Whenever that uh, chapters were given, whenever the chapter headings were written into the canon of Scripture so that we could easily find things, they divided that book of Proverbs up into 31 chapters. Why not take the book of Proverbs daily? Because I lack wisdom. I need wisdom, and those are some great principles, mm -hmm. and read a chapter a day in the book of Proverbs according to the calendar date. But spiritual leadership starts with the Word of God, and so that's where I have to go first and foremost is I submit to God. I get in His Word. I humble myself before Him. I ask for his direction, I, I put on that armor, and then I am able, as he has led me, again, to lead my family and to lead other people because I'm allowing him to lead me. Absolutely. The Word of God is the content for leadership, and prayer is really the conduit of Absolutely. God's power That's that comes through. Very well said. A lot of pastors, some, not all, mm -hmm. are, find themselves in situations where they're leading a staff, and church staff. Mm -hmm. Address that for a moment. Talk about leadership and relationship to your church staff. Well, a lot of guys watching, I would say, do not. You may not have a staff, but 
if you don't, or if you do, regardless, you're leading someone. Start with yourself. You've got to start with you. You've got to, you've got to be an example. Be to other people the person you expect other people to be. Don't set standards for them that you yourself are not living and are unwilling to live as well. Model the Word of God to them. Teach the Word of God and resource them. Help them. Ask good questions. Don't be on the defense all the time. And, and I'm not trying to talk super fast here about this, but I, I mean, to be honest, I have a million things running through my mind and just a very short time with you guys. But that is, those are the very concrete things. Um, the other aspect I would say is ask your staff, are you spending time with your family? Ask your staff's wives, are they, are they living this out at home? Um, and give your staff the freedom to ask you the same thing. You know, accountability, transparency, authenticity, create an environment where that if and when God calls them away from your church or your staff, that it's hard for them to leave. Mm -hmm. That it, you just absolutely know this is God doing this. Release them. Don't micromanage them. If you hire somebody to do something, what would you say, David? Well, I would agree 100%. You know, I, I think there are core values that come to leadership. That's when, when you compromise those core values, they can take away from your leadership as a pastor mm -hmm. and in those roles. You know, the, the role of purity, the role of holiness. Mm -hmm. um, I can be a great communicator of the mission, but if I'm not walking in purity and holiness, it's going to take away from my ability to be able to lead. Absolutely. And, and when we do that, we have to make sure that we release people to do what we've called them to do, we've hired them to do. Another thing that I consider though is, is there are some of you that are watching this and you don't have a vocational staff, you don't have a paid staff, but you are leading someone. The One of the things that I would say as a staff or those others that you are leading is, who's mentoring you? Who are you allowing to pour into you and who are your Pauls and Timothys? Who are you being a Barnabas to as an encourager? And who are you being a Timothy to, pouring into them, mentoring them, seeking them out to raise them up, to release them, to be who it is God has called them to be? I believe heavily in mentorship. And so I believe yeah. that we as leaders, as pastoral leaders as well, that we need to be mentoring people. We need to be helping, setting people up for success in leadership instead of setting them up for failure. And I really believe that. And, and we need, that is, that's about integrity there. Mm -hmm. That's totally an act of integrity on my part. It is, and it's very true. Um, you, the integrity of the pastor to lead uh, is being the same person in public mm. as he is in private and being able to give leadership in that area to church staff, to leaders, pouring himself in, but also being a learner, also being teachable is key, one of the key values in being a leader. Absolutely. Pastor, you're going to be leading in multiple areas. You're going to have the responsibility to be the servant leader to your congregation and give spiritual leadership. Allow the Word of God to inform you. Allow the mission to drive you uh, out into your community and make a difference and allow God's power to work through you as you're a man of prayer, 
man of integrity, man of holiness. Thank you, Matt, for today. God bless you and your ministry. Thank you, students, for the work that you're doing for the kingdom of God.